Welcome to the Success Starts Within podcast, a podcast dedicated to teaching you all the tools and techniques you need to master the mental game and take your performances to the next level. Here's your host, Eli Straw. Welcome to the Success Starts Within podcast. I'm your host, Eli Straw. This week, I want to talk to you about three tools you can use to overcome perfectionism. This idea of perfectionism is really interesting to me because I have often fallen into the trap of thinking that perfectionism is good. A lot of times, I can remember thinking that it was good for me to be a perfectionist because it was the reason I had a good work ethic. Me striving for this ideal version of perfection was the reason I was willing to put in hours of training for baseball. It's a reason I was willing to put work forth towards my business. But what I didn't realize back in high school and college, and what I've come to realize now, is how negative of an impact perfectionism has on our mindset, and then how terrible perfectionism is on our performances. So in fact, while yes, we may be working very hard because we have this sick ideal of perfection, that's all being counteracted by the negative mindset that is being created through being a perfectionist. Now, when you hear people talk about perfectionism, there's maladaptive perfectionism and adaptive perfectionism. Adaptive perfectionism is what people will refer to as healthy perfectionism. This is the type where someone has very high expectations for themselves. They set the bar very high. However, they don't then self-deprecate and tear themselves down and constantly feel like they've fallen short of perfection. In my opinion, that really just sounds like someone who's got a strong work ethic and then a healthy view of themselves and a healthy view of success. I wouldn't even pair them with the word perfectionism. So from here on out, when I refer to perfectionism, I'm talking about the other type, maladaptive perfectionism. Maladaptive perfectionism is the perfectionism where you set this extremely high standard for yourself. You, you have an ideal version of perfection. However, when you don't achieve that ideal of perfection, oh, you tear yourself down. You just beat yourself up, self-deprecate, just ridicule yourself. And that leads to low confidence, anxiety, the fear of failure. Because when you have this this need to be perfect, what does failure become? Failure becomes this terrifying thing that is going to keep you from being perfect. So then why do you get anxiety? Well, you get anxiety because when you're so afraid to fail, the beginning of a game, you're anxious. You're worried about that failure. Your mind is focused on the future because you are consumed with this idea of not failing. Now you play tense. You play rigid. You're not just allowing your talents to freely flow. You're not allowing yourself to perform naturally because you are so worried about failing. Now, the really sad part about this is if that's your mindset, you're never going to achieve your full potential. You're never going to achieve all you could within your sport because failure is necessary. Making mistakes are necessary because they help you improve. Every single failure, every single mistake 
It is a stepping stone towards your progress. But when you're a perfectionist, you don't see that. When you're a perfectionist, you only see that as meaning you're not perfect. So now you don't allow yourself to fail. You don't allow yourself to make the mistakes that are necessary for your own improvement. So in reality, while you think you're helping yourself by having this idea in your head of this perfect version of yourself, this perfect performance, just simply by having that idea, you're keeping yourself from ever actually coming close to it. So how do you know if you're a perfectionist? Well, before getting into the three tools that you can use to overcome perfectionism, I want to quickly go over 10 ways that you can recognize perfectionism within yourself. Number one is going to be you're way too hard on yourself. You're just way too hard on yourself. After every little mistake, you beat yourself up. And you don't just say, oh, I made a mistake. You say, I suck. I was terrible. I couldn't believe I did that. I mean, you just, you just go in. And if you do this, you know what I'm talking about. It is just no fun to the point where if you were talking to one of your teammates like that, they'd probably hit you because it's just so mean. Now, number two is you get depressed when you fall short of perfection. This means whenever you're not perfect, whenever you assume that you have fallen short of perfection, which sadly as a perfectionist is all the time, Because when you are a perfectionist, you never see yourself as perfect. Because you are always raising the bar. Whenever you set a goal and you achieve that goal, now in your mind you think, what else could I have done? I could have actually gotten this high. I could have actually gotten a little bit better, a little bit higher. But you're never allowing yourself to see yourself as successful because you're always raising the bar. So you're always falling short of perfection. What happens then when you fall short of perfection, but then you get depressed when you fall short of perfection? You open yourself up to being in this negative, depressed mood all the time because you are always seeing yourself as falling short of perfection. Number three is that you set extremely high standards for yourself. I'm not talking about just setting high goals. We all have high goals. We all should have high goals, very lofty expectations for ourselves. But we also need to understand that if I have a goal that is just incredibly high for myself, I need to set these smaller goals that are stepping stones. But when you're a perfectionist, you often set high expectations for yourself without allowing those small goals to take place. So you just expect yourself to achieve this huge goal. Really, you're setting yourself up for failure because if you never allow yourself to take the necessary steps towards that high goal and you just expect yourself to jump from point A to point Z, then of course you're going to fall short. Of course you're going to fall short of perfection. So if you right now are really setting these high expectations for yourself, that's a sign you're a perfectionist. Number four is that you're plagued by guilt. Every time you fall short of perfection, you feel guilty. You often feel guilty about not training too because you feel like every second needs to be put forth towards you achieving this version of perfection. So you can often live your life feeling guilty. You feel guilty that you weren't perfect. You feel guilty that you feel guilty. You feel guilty that you're not training hard enough. When you're a perfectionist, guilt is always close at hand. Number five is success is never enough. I already said this a little bit, but no matter how much success you achieve during a game, you're always going to see yourself as 
could have done better. I could have done a little bit better. I could have done more. I could have trained a little harder. One of the things I would often do is say that I wanted to go three for five, which is not a good goal. I don't recommend people having outcome-oriented goals like that. But let's say that I said I wanted to go three for five. And I did go three for five in that game. I had two hits through the six hole, so by the shortstop, two singles. And then I had one double. But then after the game, I start thinking about that fourth at bat. That fourth at bat I got out because I hit a ball to deep left center, and it was caught at the fence. And I think, oh man, if I had only squared it up, I would have gotten a home run. Or maybe one of those singles, I think if I had waited on the ball a little bit longer, I would have hit it in the gap and gotten a double. Do you see what I'm doing? I achieved my goal that I set for myself, yet that is not enough for me because I'm seeing what else I could have done because I wasn't really perfect with that three for five. Yeah, I wanted it, but it's not really perfection. I know I could have done more. Number six is that you're prone to procrastination. You may procrastinate because you don't think that your training program or your weight training program is perfect enough. Maybe you don't think that the school project or the project for work is perfect enough yet. I felt this a lot with my business where a plan didn't seem perfect enough. So I couldn't get started. So I procrastinated. But then you realize that no plan's ever going to be perfect. No diet plan's ever going to be perfect. No training plan is ever going to be perfect. You just have to take what you can at that moment. Start out. Start getting to work. And then you make adjustments along the way. Number seven is that you are constantly looking for mistakes. Think of this like having the eye of an examiner. After every single performance, you are just analyzing, okay, I know I did something wrong. I know I did something wrong. Where's a mistake? You just, you're looking over your performance, just bound to find something you did wrong. Rather than saying, what did I do right? You're, you're just, you're like, I, I know. I know I did something wrong. I know I couldn't have been perfect. And that brings me to another thing about perfectionism is you want to be perfect. You desire perfection, but deep down, you almost know you, you can never be perfect. So it is this insane dance of wanting and expecting perfection, but, at the, but then at the same time, you can't imagine you actually achieved that perfection. And number eight is you never feel perfect. This goes into never feeling like your success was enough. You, you just never feel perfect. You're always falling short. And whatever you do, you never feel like you're good enough. You never feel perfect. And number nine is you can't even allow yourself to celebrate even the smallest success. Nothing is good enough for you. You never feel perfect, so why would you allow yourself to celebrate success? Going back to my example, I was three for five. I can't celebrate those three hits because I got out two times. I wasn't five for five. I wasn't perfect. Even if I'd been five for five, if they hadn't been five home runs, maybe that wasn't perfect enough for me. For yourself, if you can't celebrate success, if you can't celebrate the small moments during a game where you succeed, where you hit your goals, maybe it's a training goal, if you're always looking next, 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 that's a very good sign you're a perfectionist because you're never allowing yourself to relish in the moment and say, Thank you. I'm proud of myself. I'm grateful for the work I put forth to achieve this success. And number 10 is you avoid taking on new challenges. When you have all this fear of failure, like I said earlier, all this anxiety, 
you don't want to experience that. You don't want to experience that failure. You don't want to experience the feelings of falling short of perfection because they are so intense. So now you begin fearing taking on new challenges because new challenges mean new opportunities for you to make mistakes, new opportunities for you to fail. And that means even more opportunities for you to feel like you're not perfect. If any of those sound like you or if any of those resonate with you, then that's a really good sign that you are a perfectionist. And if that's the case, I want you to really pay attention to these three tools that I have for you. If you put them to practice, I know that you're going to be able to reduce perfectionism in your life. And that is just going to drastically improve your performances. So jumping right into it, step number one is to focus on the positives. Immediately after a performance, after a training session, I need you to focus on the positives. What did you do right? Stop looking for every little thing you did wrong and first find something you did well. No matter how bad your performance was, you can always find something you did right. If I was 0 for 5 with 5 strikeouts, I guarantee there was something I did well in the field on defense that I could find as a positive. So for yourself, always, always try to locate a positive first. Now, what does this do? Why is this good? Well, one, your brain runs off repetition. For a long, long time, if you're a perfectionist, you have trained your brain to first focus on the negatives. You are always finding negatives because that is what your brain is hardwired to do. But here's the truth. You have hardwired it so you can rewire it. Now, rewiring your brain happens by consistently training yourself to focus on the positives. No matter how hard it may be, no matter how much you don't want to, no matter how powerful that negative voice is in your head telling you, you stupid idiot, you have nothing to be thankful for, you have nothing positive to focus on, shut it up and find the strength to focus on a positive. Do that over and over again and that is going to build and retrain your mind to first focus on the positives. Step two is to alter your self-talk. That little voice that I said was telling you you're stupid for focusing on positives and that you have nothing positive to focus on, that's your internal dialogue. Your internal dialogue is going to be negative if you're a perfectionist. What you need to do is begin saying, I'm going to take control of the way that I speak to myself. I have the power to speak to myself how I want. Now, yes, it's a conscious decision like that, but it is also very hard. So a good way to do this is come up with a list of your most negative phrases that you say to yourself and then come up with a positive alternative for each one. That positive alternative is going to be something you repeat to yourself on a daily basis. If you do this over and over again, the concept of rewiring your brain, like I said in step one, is going to take place. You are going to rewire your brain and train it to speak positively to yourself rather than speaking negatively. Not only that, but you're also training yourself to be able to decide how you want to speak to yourself. Right now, I, I would almost guarantee it feels like the voice in your head is out of your control. Would you say that's true? When you're in a performance, does it often feel like somebody else is talking in your head? You have no control over it? I've been there and I know exactly how powerless you can feel in that moment. But by taking back control through this process of training your brain through self-talk, you learn that you have the power to determine what you say to yourself in those moments. Step three is 
You simply need to learn to enjoy the process. I say simply, but it's no simple it's no simple thing to do, but it is almost as simple as to just say, I'm going to start focusing on enjoying the process. Really focus on enjoying the process of training. Enjoy the process of playing. Think back to why am I playing in the first place? Why do you play? Why do you train? Is it just simply for that award or accolade or stat line? Or is it because there's something deep within you that is drawn to the game? You love the game. If you love the game, why are you letting an outcome or a stat ruin your joy? Why are you letting it take away that love for the game? Because that's what's happening when you're always falling short of perfection. You're sucking the joy out of the game that you love. When you enjoy the process more, when you focus on the process more, the beautiful part is you're going to more and more get those outcomes that you want. You're going to get the results that you desire by focusing on the process. Outcomes do not happen by focusing on outcomes. Outcomes result from the task at hand and then the next task at hand and then the next task at hand. So if you focus on every single one of those, which is the process, those are going to lead into the outcome. Now, instead of focusing on the task at hand, if you're focused on the outcome, you're not giving as much attention and energy to the task at hand, so you're not going to perform it as well. So while you think you're helping the outcome by focusing on the outcome, in reality, you're taking away from the process that is leading to the outcome that you want. So think of it in two ways when you're wanting to enjoy the process. One, you're just simply loving the game again. You're loving training again. But then two, you're also actually putting yourself in a better position to get the outcome that you want. So if you are a perfectionist, I really encourage you to try out these three tools and make them a consistent practice for yourself. Every single day, whether you're training or you have a game, focus on a positive first. Every single day, go over your self-talk routine. And every single day, whether you're training or performing, enjoy the process. I hope you enjoyed today's talk on perfectionism. If you have any questions about perfectionism or any other mental game challenge, please email me at elistraw at successstartswithin.com. Thank you for listening, and I wish you the best of success in all that you do. If you want to hear more mental game tips, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the Success Starts Within YouTube channel, follow Eli on Instagram, the handle is at Eli Straw, and subscribe to our weekly newsletter at successstartswithin.com.